I mean, these are the things that I think about. Positivity. Be the light. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy, O. And your girl, Rocky. What's good? <laughs> hey, how's everybody doing today? Uh, today's podcast episode, Positivity Be the Light, was inspired by someone I know on Facebook who also has a podcast. His podcast is called Positivity Spartans. His name is Legendary Hub, um, but he also got with uh, Trone and Nick, I think he said, for Positivity Spartans. So definitely go check out their podcast. It's on Anchor um, FM, like it's an app. Um, So again, Positivity Spartans on Anchor. But this episode was responding to their particular episode, uh, Detaching Your Negativity. And that was like the first episode that I listened to of them. But it got me thinking a lot about positivity and how O over here is Mr. Positivity. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Just always fucking positive. It's a little annoying for me. You know, it's just how I am. I know. Jesus. So... (laughs) What would you describe as positivity? What makes you so positive? Uh, I think it's my perspective on things. Um, Because I've gone through a lot of rough times and hard times um, where, you know, I was not so positive. Uh, But even in those times, I look back at it and it's kind of like what I say. I always find, um, instead of saying um, there's... Uh, a reason I find reason in everything that happens, basically. Mm-hmm. Instead um, of everything happens, every, for a instead reason. of everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I look intentionally at my past, at my hurts, at my pain, and don't look at it and shy away from it. You know, I, I accept the pain, uh, I go through the pain, but I also learn from it. And I think that's what it is. My perspective is never from a negative lens. It's always from a shit, if I fucked up, how can I learn from it? And how can I become better for it? Because if I look at everything from that lens, no matter what happens, and there's going to be some shit that's going to happen, I can at least try to become the best person out of those moments. Because the alternative is allowing yourself to become somebody that you don't even want to be. So you can make the decision to try to think positively. You know, it's not always going to work every day. Sometimes you are going to need to be in that sad place just to process things. But if you can try to look at things from a different perspective and try to do the things that can lead you to looking in that perspective, therapy, (laughs) um, you know, communicating with your friends, being able to reflect ideas, you know, stuff like that, having some alone time to, you know, really concentrate on what you want and what you need in your life. Things like that can really address and shift your perspective to thinking positively and making that something that you do on a daily. And that's kind of what I do and how I got there. That's fucking amazing. 
I did not know you thought like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think like that, y'all. <laughs> I'm I'm in therapy now. I'm like, I don't think like that. Now, I was going to, um, I'm sharing my journey towards positivity uh, towards the end of the podcast, but I definitely had it when I was in my depression. Mm. Like, I had that, like, there's some lesson to be learned out of all this bullshit, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But as far as on the daily, <laughs> when things go wrong, I'm hypersensitive to the negative. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it takes a while to get there. I'm Again, like, I'm human, so there are going to be things that, especially things that push my buttons, that I'm going to get mad or, or turn kind of that negative way. But I've kind of... Through like meditating and being able to slow myself down, I've been able to slow myself down before I even get to that place a lot of the time. And that helps. That helps. But you know, it's nobody's perfect. You're gonna slip up every once in a while. And that's okay. That's also part of the process. So mm. it's all good. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, when I was thinking of what is positivity, um, I thought about living our truth we've been saying that Mm. a lot recently that we are Mm -hmm. completely living our truth and i had that that saying meaning that i'm living my heart i'm living what i wanted to do like i moved to california i moved to oakland i do what i do during the week and i love it as far as being a therapist I do what I do on the weekend and I love it, which is far as the podcast and just going out and experiencing life. Like I am just everything that I said that I wanted to do with my life. I am doing and I love what I do, man. Like, fuck. I never thought I would be here. Like I was like, you know, kids have their dreams, their goals, but half the time it don't pan out. But I wanted to be a writer. I'm working on my book. I wanted to be a talk show host. I'm here talking to you all. You know. I wanted to be a therapist. And it's been, what, three years I've been practicing now? Shit. Damn. Like, yo, I am living my truth. What I wanted to do, what I wanted to be, I'm doing it. So you can too. You got to put some blood, sweat, and tears into that. But there was many a year I was broke. But uh, I just moved into my new place on Friday. Fucking love it. Can't wait to decorate it and make it my own. It's a mess right now because, you know, when you move in, sometimes you need a day (laughs) before you start doing shit. But, you know, I'm going to get my dresses today. So, like, going to make it my own, baby. Make it my space to fit my spirit. And, uh... Was in a negative job situation and got the opportunity to switch in a way more positive environment. Yes. 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 Where we can actually build, man. Word. And it's happening. Wakanda, baby. Wakanda. <laughs> yes. Wakanda forever. Um, and then, yeah, once I get settled with my room, I'll feel more at peace within my spirit. So I'll be able to write more. Um, so like I got the rough draft of my book. I just, you know, need to do some editing and stuff. But the point is like, I'm doing it. And the summer is about to come. Yeah. And it's in fucking California, Oakland, California, y'all. So whatever you set your mind to, if you work for it, there's a possibility it could happen. You got to know yourself though, and what you want, what you truly want. That's real. (laughs) You really do. Yeah. Like, I 
was fortunate enough to have my dad who taught me a lot of self-help and self-growth at a young age because he had learned it by the time I was born. My dad was 35 when he, when I was born. Mm. And uh, so he was a fan of Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, uh, Dianetics, like he was hip to all these things. And it, you know, I grew up with that. So I- That explains so much. (laughs) (laughs) I knew myself at a very early age and uh, I've continued and more proudly lived to be me but what is living truth to you though um for me it's like it's being real about the world around you but um, more importantly being real with the world within you mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? mm-hmm. yeah like I was saying yeah, yeah like being real with like the struggles and challenges that you have um, like you were saying like earlier, the things that you learned at an early age were to the, like correct yourself and be able to um, really reflect on bad habits and try to change them. But that's what like a lot of people aren't used to. <laughs> they mm. do the opposite. Right, make it worse. Right, they make it worse <laughs> to go in the other direction. Um, because, again, facing your true self also means facing your flaws. Mm. And... Some people have a hard time doing that. I mean, most people do. I mean, everybody has one flaw where they mm-hmm. definitely don't want to look at it because it's, it's, you know, it's tied to something maybe a little sensitive. <laughs> Why are you so sensitive? <laughs> right, right. Um, but when you get to a point where you're where you're ready, and it may take some time to get to that, you know, that that point. When you get to a point where you're ready to tackle that. And say I, I want to reflect on and see what I can do to improve those deeper parts of myself that I need to actually address then you're really knowing yourself that's when you can know yourself when you're willing mm-hmm. to even reflect on your flaws that mm-hmm. you're ashamed of mm-hmm. you know bringing those to light and that's what it is like that's what living your truth can do and that's why it's so free mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's that's how you become the best version of yourself. Is when you can acknowledge the amazing things about you. Like, don't shut those down. Don't ever do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But let those shine. Mm-hmm. But also, like, be able to look at yourself, not in a critical way, but in a, in a way that's like, you know, checking on yourself. You got to check on yourself. If you love yourself, you got to be able to say, hey, I'm, I'm fucking up right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not benefiting me. I need to cut off this. I need to cut off that. I need to uh, gravitate towards this. I need to navigate towards that. You know, that's what you need to do. And and you know in your heart of hearts, that's what you need to do. You may not be ready to face it now, but, you know, work towards that. You know, don't go backtracking. Mm -hmm. At least work towards it. And then you're at least going towards living your full truth. You know, and we're discovering new things about ourselves every day. So of course. So okay, I, one, one. Know? I need to. I was telling my clients the other day that if somebody has a concept of they're done growing, you need oh, to walk man. away from that Yo, person. That's that's a because problem. I don't care if you're not in that's school. A red flag. I don't right care there. if you're not reading books. You are always, always experiencing life. Always. And from those experiences, you can learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. And from that lesson, you could grow. So you never stop growing. You never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Understand that first and foremost. It's real. 
We really can't do that. So even when we're getting into living our truths, it's it's a daily thing, you yeah. know? Because we're growing daily. Exactly. <laughs> you discover a new parts of yourself. Especially as therapists. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for damn sure. <laughs> Learning. And then, like, just pause real quick for the <laughs> celebrating of mental health treatment and therapy. Um, mm. uh, I've, we've recently been going to a lot of uh, trainings where there have been black therapist yeah and it's changing the dynamic of what we were taught um because we're taught you know clients um therapists is separate there's boundaries mm -hmm. there's a distance there's a hierarchy yeah, type of thing where the therapist uh, is um above the the clients right, like, and tell me your problems i'm here to fix it, yeah you because know? i'm so well right. <laughs> and um you know that's and this perfect example is like what we're talking about right here, just exposing that like we're not fucking perfect. Yeah, and we're no, therapists. No, I am like, in therapy right, right now. Like, like. We all have problems. <laughs> we all go through things, mm -hmm. and that's the point. You know, nobody's an expert at your life. And then also, just on that note, um, <laughs> if you're wondering how we can't figure out our own shit, when you're in your shit, you're in your shit. You Those can't the see the bigger spots. picture. You can't see like, it. that's why you need an objective third neutral party who can tell you about your shit. <laughs> like, that's why therapy is so important. Exactly. You know? This is why all these celebrities now are starting know, to come out. And I'm I loving know. it, though. Yes, I'm loving it. It's wonderful. But, like, this has been going on for a while. Like, a mm. lot of people are going to therapy. A lot of people are using these techniques to try to balance things, to try to reflect on things that might have been bottled up for a long time, mm -hmm. to improve on themselves, mm -hmm. to become the best selves, best version that they can be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they're living their truth, a lot mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. Or they're living, they're going towards that direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what it's about. Because when you get that, that's freedom. That's actual freedom. Mm -hmm. I want to touch on freedom, but in a minute. So what I was saying about the trainings we've been going to and the black therapists who are presenting, we've been learning a different model that therapy, and I think we were learning it before, you know, just instinctually, but because we work with black clients. Right. Um, but I think they, you know, actually put words to it. And it's like therapy is a dual relationship, even though like that's against legal and ethical issues. But it's like it because though, we bring real. our black selves into the room and our clients are black, we have that relationship with them culturally. So it's not just, I know everything and you're beneath me. It's like, no, we're on the same level here. I'm learning from you. You're learning from me. Like, it's a shared dynamic. And it's that's one way I know I continuously grow. Because I learn from my clients. I learn so much from yeah. my clients. Because it's a different perspective. That's a whole nother person across the room with a whole different set of experiences. Right. And although we might be able to see what's going on for them and be able to reflect it back in a way that they can understand themselves better, mm -hmm. they're still bringing in a whole, like you said, a whole new perspective to us that we've never seen. So that expands the way that we perceive things. Exactly. That's why we're always growing. Like we're our, mm -hmm. our beliefs, our uh, our um, our way of thinking is always getting challenged in a healthy way because mm -hmm. again that dual relationship exactly, that she was talking about exactly. but it's a it's a place in an environment where both of the people can grow mm -hmm. you know and that's what it's about like therapy is not just a, oh i'm a motherfucking smart guy over here mm -hmm. uh, the i'm gonna tell you what we're i'm gonna tell you what the fuck's wrong with you see mm -hmm. what you need to do is this you idiot like come on <laughs> what is wrong with you you stupid Come on, you, this is what you're supposed to do to get your life together. 
Like, that sounds like a goddamn, uh, what's some commercials? <laughs> Sitting on the couch. Watching life pass you by. <laughs> sound like those motherfuckers, like, how is that going to help you in any way? No. You know, that type of relationship, that type of even dynamic, that power mm-hmm. dynamic, mm-hmm. That's, that's already setting it up for there to be, like, some discomfort in the room or, or some feeling of inferiority in the room, you know? Holy shit. Black people find a black therapist i'm just saying yo for <laughs> because real. i'm like holy shit if there's a superiority and infer- inferiority complex within the dynamics within the of room. therapists yeah. and then you have a white therapist and a black client that's reinforcing the already superior inferior mm-hmm. inferior uh complex mm-hmm. like holy shit that's how damaging real. is that and how can you heal in that environment black people go find a black therapist please and for all those, uh, you know, who have children who are thinking like, oh, I'm interested in psychology or whatever, encourage them to go into the mental health field because we need a lot more therapists. Specifically out marriage and family therapists because marriage and yes. family therapy, therapists look at the systemic nature of and that's the key. everything. And it's like everybody has a family of origin. Everybody in the fucking planet has a family of origin. Everybody on the fucking planet has relationships with people. So why why would you only be focused on the individual? And that continues the individualistic um, nature that we're taught in the society as a culture instead of collectivism, instead of community-oriented um, perspectives on life. Always growing, y'all. Always. This, this was like... A revelation I just like had as I was saying it to you. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on. <laughs> um, oh, you said uh, you mentioned freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned freedom uh, by living your truth. By you can be your, free. Yes. And what I think about freedom, spiritually, mm-hmm. intellectually, emotionally, physically, all all ways, all that, all all ways of being. <laughs> Um, when I think about being free, which I have tattooed on me, <laughs> well, that, mm. so my tattoo with free means to me, we are infinite beings who cannot be defined for we are limitless. And I've said this on a, a another episode before, mm-hmm. but we are infinite beings who cannot be defined for we are limitless. Mm. So that's what my tattoo means. But when you had said freedom just now, I thought about that light mm. within me and the love that was just ex- just, mm-hmm. just coming, seeping out of that light. Mm-hmm. So I want you to talk about a little bit of light and love. Uh, I wrote something down. Let me get it pulled up real quick. All right, uh, so light to me is the feeling of immense joy and freedom. It's the feeling you get when you are in a state of true bliss. When I feel my light from an external perspective is when I see others doing their passion, Mm -hmm. showing love, and being their authentic self. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So when I see other people, like, really doing their passion, like, no matter what it is, if it's positive, because I don't really consider 
anything hateful or passionate. Right. <laughs> so that ain't love. Right at all. <laughs> like just yeah, you got it twisted. <laughs> but yeah, like when I see somebody really doing their passion, like have you, you ever seen somebody like when they're just in in their zone, mm-hmm. they're in their own mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever they're doing, they could be painting, painting by the lake. Like marriage, somebody just—it's like you feel their you energy. Feel it, right? You feel that light. That's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. When you feel somebody really being themselves and just putting themselves into into something external and kind of like sharing it, mm-hmm. giving a peek into who they are at their core. Mm. That's what it is. That's oh, the light. It's a fucking amazing experience. That's what I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I'll be all smiling. Like some people. It's just them running, like you know, mm-hmm. they're just smiling, running. It's like, yo, that's the highlight of their day, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Other people, it's like when they finally go out and they're, you know, playing the drums on Sundays. Like mm-hmm. you see the joy in them because they've been looking for it. Like they had a stressful week mm-hmm. or whatever, and they're like, man, when I get on these drums and I, you know, they <laughs> feel it. Mm-hmm. They feel like they can actually be them, and I have to apologize for it, like, oh you know, quiet that down mm-hmm. or like, you know, you, you can't be here. No, they feel like I'm in a place where I can just be me and I'm in that zone mm-hmm. and I'm expressing it externally and inviting others to see the light that is making me so happy. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I love about it. And that's how I, I describe it, you know. Wow. <laughs> that's deep. Uh when I think about light and love, I don't think of my physical being. Mm-hmm. I think of my spiritual being. Mm. And what I see with that spiritual being, it's outside of myself. Like, it's outside of my physical body. And it's all energy. It's all energy mm-hmm. surging. And uh, that energy looks like light. Hmm. Like, if you had, you know, your mm-hmm. lamp, light bulb, it mm-hmm. looks like light. Like, it's just... You can't see the light bulb. You just see the light. Right. Damn. Holy fuck. Metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just all just all energy. God damn. All flow. All flow of energy. Mm. And on that note. Oh shit. I'm gonna play a video, <laughs> and I actually used this video. I had to take a spiritual issues class, and I was talking about my journey with spirituality, and I used this video in the presentation. But um, anybody who knows me knows that Avatar, James Cameron, Avatar with the Blue Indians is my favorite fucking movie, like, ever, okay? (laughs) And because it taps into that spirits with the nature and the flow of energy, like, all my fucking spirituality. And I would fucking be reincarnated there if it existed. That shit is beautiful, okay? (laughs) But anyways. (laughs) So um, this is from that movie. Um, it's clips of what uh, um, the people were saying on the movie. And um, yeah, it's just talking about that energy a little bit more. Let's see what you think. She's always going on about the flow of energy, spirits of animals. Beautiful, 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 
spirituality y'all it's energy within yourself aka that light that love mm-hmm. but it's also connecting with the energy all around you within the sun within the rain within the trees within the water within the animals there's energy in everything hmm. i agree with that it really is mm-hmm. and if you can feel its vibrations if you're attuned it's just, it's just the laws of nature. Like, mm-hmm. if only we just understood that a little bit better. Yeah, we need to be pointed better. <laughs> I can't wait. We're going to go to an energy psychology. Um, oh yeah, training, training next week. Next mm-hmm. week. Or I cannot wait to go to. It's focusing on the chakras and how you know combining that spiritual. Yeah, mind, body, spirit. For me, that's what I've been like. I think missing with some of my clients because obviously some of them um, are a lot more spiritual than religious um, and do practice. Yo, I've been hearing so many different spiritual practices that are not Christian or like any like Uh organized Mm -hmm. uh, religion. Like it's all about the ancestors. Yeah, I know that one. And like, but it's like different. Forms right. of it, like some people go to song class, and it's some people have man. altars where they give offerings to the ancestors and stuff like that, and they're practicing gratitude. Ish, I'm I'm hearing some different things, yeah. and I'm so fascinated. God, I love Oakland. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's just like that's what I mean by like the diversity of thought and getting to know yourself, mm-hmm. so you can find your true self. How we're growing, Again, learning always. from my clients. Right, learning from our clients and growing our and and widening our perspective. It's mm-hmm. a great thing because it expands your ability to show that light. Because mm-hmm. you can find different passions and different things. It awakens different parts of who you are, mm-hmm. you know. And then you can share that with others, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's how light spreads. Yeah, man. But yeah, Whew. energy. If we only understood it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so I think this next piece is specifically uh, responding to uh, positive Positivity Spartans episode six, detaching your negativity. Um, and I just wrote Stephen Covey, <laughs> so I'm assuming that's talking about um, his <laughs> book, The Seven ha- Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. And my dad was certified to uh, teach uh, that book. To like, he was on it. He to to different companies and stuff like that. And so, for, what were you gonna say? I'm just saying he must have knew that book like 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he like you know took a, he read the book. He took a class on how to teach the book. Like yeah. So um, so my senior year of high school, my dad taught this class to like grown ass adults. Mm-hmm. And I was there. I believe it. Here I am, an eighteen year old with these grown ass people learning the same shit. Let me tell you, my dad had me ahead of the game. I, t- I tell you. <laughs> but um, so in this book. Now, mind you, it's somewhere in this room. I told you, I, I told you, I moved, but I can't. Rem- it's it's been a minute since I revisited the the book, but the the part that I do remember is the understanding of being proactive versus reactive. Mm-hmm. I like it. And then, as Ooh. as a human, we have the ability to think. Right. Take a moment. Think of how we want to respond mm-hmm. and then respond. We're not like other species who immediately react. Off instinct. Off instinct. Mm-hmm. They have no choice. They no just choice. do it. It's like a reflex. Exactly. That was supposed to be louder, guys. There we go. There we go. Now, now y'all heard it. Hands a little dry. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's cold out here, unfortunately. <laughs> But um, but yeah, we have the ability to think. We have ability to make a choice. Okay, and uh, that reminds me of my a saying that my paternal grandfather had said. I didn't really get to know him, so I, I he had um he was in the hospital the year I was born, so mm. he passed before like I grew consciousness. But um, oh, well, you know, I was one when yeah. he died. So, yeah. but anyways, a saying that my dad had passed on from him was. Yeah. Hold on, I want to get it right. (laughs) Take your time. Go on, girl, take your time. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, stop talking. I'm about to lose it. (laughs) Um, No one can do anything to you that you don't allow to happen. Mm. No one can do anything to you that you do not allow to happen. Mm. Now, yes. Black people have been through some things. <laughs> we ain't allow any of that shit. <laughs> but I think in that saying, it's meant to say, don't give anyone the power over you. That's exactly what I took from it. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you could take that the other way, but, you know. But even, but, even, <laughs> but even thinking about slaves, mm-hmm. like someone owned you. They mm-hmm. could do anything they wanted to you. It was... So much worse than people even know. Right. And think about what that plays on the psyche. Like, the one thing that, like, really fucked me up, like, um, we were talking, we, when we went to the training um, yesterday mm-hmm. um, with Dr. Joy at the group, um, she was talking about how African women were over-sexualized mm-hmm. and then since... <laughs> in some twisted way they twisted like the bible or said some shit where it's now a law that African slave women mm. um, cannot, cannot be, raped be raped because, because they were promiscuous um, our big butts right. our big butts said we wanted it ladies. right Basic, basically so it was like their fault mm-hmm. and it, I was like I can't believe that logic. Mm-hmm. And then again, now I, I really do understand why 
white women Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, of the past may have been like wanting to make black women seem so ugly. Mm -hmm. Their features seem so ugly. Because we was beautiful. Because all these men were after them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Over-sexualizing them. Mm -hmm. And then making it seem like, oh, it's their fault. That's what the whole for making me welcome. Right. That's what the whole fucking permission. Now nigga ain't asked for this. Yeah. So that whole thing blew my mind. But in in addition, um, Joy DeGru was saying this as well, and it's like even in the midst of all that fucking bullshit, Mm -hmm. we kept power within ourselves, Mm -hmm. within our families, and that's that positivity. That hope. We had a spirit, y'all. That's what helped us get through that fucking shit. We had a spirit. Because that was some shit right there. Mm-hmm. To go through all that yeah. and come out on the other side. Whew. So if you ever say, oh, you can't control yourself, you better look at your ancestors. Mm-hmm. They were degraded each and every day, multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Where their dignity was a little hanging low. But when they when they got with each other, that spirit came back, baby. And that's that power. You're retaining your power. You're not letting anybody have it. But also, when I think of that statement with power, I usually think of anger. Mm. When someone makes you angry and you react, mm-hmm. You're giving them your power. Pretty much. Don't you think they wanted to see you angry? Mm -hmm. Wanted to know that they could get under your skin? Don't feed the trolls. So, with that being said, from the therapeutic (laughs) point of view, (laughs) we have this thing in the back of our brain called the amygdala. The amygdala, baby. And we've talked about it um, on another episode, I think, when we were talking about trauma. Um, we talk about it on a couple episodes, like uh, the weed episode, talking about how oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the brains aren't mm-hmm. fully developed mm-hmm, until twenty five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, y- oh. y'all should be familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you aren't, so the amygdala is at the back of your brain. It is your first brain. Um, so when you're born, that part of your brain is um, already developed, as well as other species have the amygdala as a part of the brain, which is why it's called the reptile brain. Um, But what this brain does is it's responsible for your emotions, the emotional brain. The amygdala is the emotional brain. And what that means is those are your reactions, okay? So when you are in a dangerous situation, your amygdala is triggered. That's saying that I need to react. I need to fight. I need to flee. Um, Sometimes you know, deer in headlights, we freeze. But the amygdala is saying your emotions are needed. You need to react instinctually. Again, all species have this. But what makes humans different is that we have the front of our brain, the prefrontal cortex or the neocortex, that's responsible for logic, judgment, rationale. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what makes us different, y'all, as humans. Other species don't have this. Although some other species have way higher emotional intelligence. But like orcas, dolphins, elephants, y'all. 
Elephants, man. We slacking. But anyways, so this prefrontal cortex that's responsible for logic, judgment, and rational thinking. That's what makes us different. And that, going back to Stephen Covey, is you being proactive. Mm -hmm. Because you're using your prefrontal cortex. You're using the thing that makes you different as a human to think about your actions and reactions. You have a moment to pause and think. Okay? So use it. You are not an animal that just reacts on instinct. But the thing about it is, this prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until you're 25 years old. Yep. So, it takes some training <laughs> to not react and use your logic hat. Okay? It takes some training. But you can do it. And that makes me think, um, I use the cognitive behavioral therapy model, and uh, that makes me think of the, the cycle of thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. behaviors. And usually, people, they just feel some type of way. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I just feel this way. But usually, when you have a feeling, there was a thought that predated that. Mm -hmm. But thoughts are very automatic, so we and we're not always conscious of them. Right. So your thought triggered your emotion, the way that you were feeling, mm -hmm. which then triggers your behavior, mm -hmm. which is how you react or respond. So the more you are aware of your thoughts and be intentional with your thinking, it can influence your emotion and therefore your behavior. That was an excellent breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little high, y'all. But uh, <laughs> on, it. on it, but um, sativa, sativa, sativa baby, baby. <laughs> all day, every day. Well, not really, <laughs> no, we can totally explain. But um, so then I went to this. Uh, my bad, I'm hogging the mic and shit. Was there anything you wanted to say? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm low key snacking over here. On <laughs> I some know, good ass pineapple in front of me and won't give me any. <laughs> Damn shame. <laughs> she, 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 they don't know the situation. I know. I know the situation. <laughs> Anyways. Bro, 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 bye, bro. Hey, yeah. You ain't lying. <laughs> we out here. We out here struggling for the people, making it happen. We'll get there. But oh, damn, yeah. it's a process. It's a process, guys. <laughs> it is what it is. Not even a year in here yet. Like, mm -hmm. I haven't been to, um, in Oakland not even a year yet. Coming up year on next it. month, yeah. Next month, mm -hmm. it'll be a year. But, like, just now really getting on my feet, for real. Because the moving process is a bitch right. from across the country. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then getting set up with clients Yo. when you're, like, at a private practice modality is, it's a slow, slow it's slow, yeah. slow process. But we out here. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. That positivity, that, that will to keep it on going. Keep it, keep it, keep it on going. Mm -hmm. So, I was at this uh, community healing space. And I didn't even know I was invited, didn't even know what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed up, and then I actually met the presenter, or the performer, and she was like, oh, how'd you hear about it? And I was like, oh, my director um, told me about it, and yeah, I don't, I don't know what this is. <laughs> and she was like, what did she say? Oh, I think she was talking about the mental and physical connection, how there is uh, a relationship between your mind and your body. Mm -hmm. and how powerful that relationship is. 
and um, definite story. She's definitely been through some things. Um, I'm not going to tell her story, but the message of um, how to better your physical health was to think better thoughts. And as someone who is hypersensitive to the negative, this was dawning on me. <laughs> think better thoughts. <laughs> Sounds so simple, right? <laughs> okay, I need to break this down. <clears throat> okay, so I can already hear somebody who's listening <laughs> saying, that's some well, bullshit. Right, right. Well, <laughs> that's some bullshit. But it's kind of like what you were saying with CBT. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts are going to influence your behavior. Yeah. So if you're thinking better thoughts, <laughs> you know, that's actually going to influence the way that you behave. So Well, hold on. We're talking about the connection between mental and physical. So, like, not your behavior, but your body. Let me get to it. Oh, okay. I got you. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm Uh-huh. I got you. All right. Mm -hmm. So, if you're thinking better thoughts, right? Mm Mm-hmm. For example, for me, when I was thinking, man, (laughs) I got some skinny-ass legs. (laughs) I still do got some skinny-ass legs. (laughs) But I hit the gym now more often. I'm hitting my legs every week, right? I'm thinking they're going to get better, and that's influencing my behavior going to the gym Instead of thinking like, oh, I don't want to work out my legs and I don't want to show them because they small as hell. <laughs> I'm going to the gym. I'm like, yo, let me knock these fucking squats out so I get some legs, some fucking uh, muscle on my legs. So it influenced my behavior, which actually influenced my health. So mm-hmm. it actually does have a physical effect mm-hmm. manifesting in your physical. Well, you were also doing something. This particular woman... um, she was diagnosed with breast cancer mm-hmm. and she was talking about her depression and the storm that was swirling inside of her emotionally and mm-hmm. mentally and how she ended up with this illness. And it's like that physical, like she had the storm inside of her and then it responded with a physical illness. I agree with that. But coupled with that was probably a couple of other physical things that she was doing. That she was unconscious of. I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm saying it's not either or. It's almost always both. Like you'll do certain oh, things. Oh, okay, okay. So like um, eating well and right. what you put into your body. If you're thinking better thoughts, you're thinking like I, I don't want to put this in my body. Yeah, I want to take care of my right. Body. Mm-hmm. So it, it's influencing your behavior. So unconsciously, well, if you're being conscious of your thoughts, mm-hmm. the more conscious of your thoughts, the more conscious you are. Of what I you're mean, doing. I, I'm I'm thinking of it in the terms of I think bad about myself. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm emotionally like killing myself. Yeah, that's a real thing though. And then it responds with a disease. That can happen. Cause I mean, you could still be eating well. Cause like I I ate well when I lived with my parents. Mm-hmm. I was on the track and dancing. I wasn't depressed during that time, but I don't know. I don't know if there's like, cause you're saying think better thoughts and like take care of your body. I'm like, could you simply just think better thoughts? 
No, what I'm saying is your thoughts will manifest in you taking care of your body at some point. Mm. Yeah, definitely. That's what I meant by like they're tied together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times when you do get depressed, what do you do? You start yeah. eating junk food, or you don't eat, or at you all, don't eat at all, or you overeat too much. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like they're tied together and they're linked yeah, so closely. Yeah. That's what you I mean that. by that mm-hmm. connection between the body and the mind. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. much so that. Even when you're not even thinking about it, mm-hmm. you're destroying your body because your mind is is in a place that it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. So that's why I mean that they are coupled together. But the spiritual part of that as well, like feeling that in your mm. your thoughts actually yeah, getting hurt, shit. like that's that just feels real. Heavy as fuck. That's just real too. So all three are connected. I feel you know mm-hmm. they all three are connected. Well, I was thinking about it in terms of um, another thing that was revealed from that performance was. We love to the capacity of love. Oh, yeah. And it's like, mm. if we don't love ourselves, we're not going to go out there and ladies choose men that love us. Mm-hmm. If we hate ourselves, we're going to choose a man who also hates us and his actions. Yep. We love to our capacity to love. And that goes into also vacant self-esteem, what Dr. Joy DeGruy mm. talks about. It's not what I'm thinking. It's not what you're thinking. It's what I think you're thinking. Because again, you're not in anybody's head. You don't know what anybody's thinking. Right. You just have what you think they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And with that, you know, it's vacant self-esteem for a reason. It's like, oh, they must hate me. Well, do you hate yourself? Because that person is an entirely different person over there with their own experiences. You thought they was giving you the stank face, a mean mug. Maybe the sun was in their eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you assume that somebody has a problem with you? What's wrong with you? Instead of what's wrong with them. And nothing could be wrong. <laughs> Again, the sun was in their eyes. Right. But it was them, not you. <laughs> and that, I go into your favorite little <laughs> tool that you use. What tool? The process versus the project. Oh. <laughs> have I talked about this on the podcast before? I, I feel like you have. Yeah. Over 15 episodes, y'all. Yeah, I probably definitely have. <laughs> So, how does this, wait, how did this lead into the process? And, um, Versus project? Yeah. Well, I was thinking about the thinking better thoughts, mm-hmm. which made me thinking about what other people are thinking and loving to our capacity to love. Gotcha. And I'm not sure I wrote it, but um, maybe that it's a journey. Mm, okay, I got you. And, yeah. So, all right. To break down the whole concept of process versus a project, everybody has goals, you know. Mm-hmm. Whether you're aware of them or not, you do. You have something you aspire to, and for some people, it's something so far out of reach that they feel like they're never reaching it, and they get depressed about that, you know. But there is a goal out there. And a lot of people get so caught up in the goal 
at the top of the mountain, they forget about the journey up. And that's what the process is. Mm -hmm. So I, as a therapist, my job and, and most of my work is getting people and myself <laughs> on the daily to, to remember that the process is what matters. You know what I mean? Are you really taking in and being careful about your steps up to your goal? Are you taking in the beauty around you on your way up to that goal? Are you able to appreciate the struggles and learn from your mistakes? Like if you slipped on one part of this journey and you see something similar coming up, are you making the same mistakes over and over? Are you learning from them, you know? Can you really like truly see the beauty in your struggle and the lessons in them? Can you see the beauty in your journey even though it may not be the fastest direction up, it may be a direction that you get to see more. Can you appreciate that? That's what the process is because mm -hmm. the process is what really matters. That goal, once you reach it, you have to go on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you got the goal and you rush through the process, all you have is the goal in mind and nothing to remember of how you got there. And also, what that does is make sure that your focus on the goal is so much so that you might be destroying the pathway for others. Mm. That's, those are people so fixated on getting the money and the power that they forget the, the, they're bulldozing the trail so nobody else can follow to get to a goal where they get some money, where they would have actually done some good. Or you're so focused on the goal that you're not cherishing the experience. That thing. Like you're missing the present missing moment everything. because you're focused on the future. Right. So then when your kids are old and mm -hmm. don't like you, you're like, oh, but I was trying to get this money for you. Mm -hmm. While you were missing out on crucial years that you will never get back Ever. with them. And that's what it is. The fixation on the goal is, is toxic. Um, because it really does take you out of the moment. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with having the goal and, it's, and and taking the steps towards it, but look at the steps. Mm -hmm. Like, appreciate them. Mm -hmm. Really do. And appreciate the people involved in you getting to that place. Because if you can appreciate that, then mm -hmm. you'll have allies at the top of that goal. You know, it won't just be you. Mm -hmm. You won't be... If, if more people concentrate on the process and building relationships and enjoying how they're getting to wherever they're getting. I don't think there would be so many people at the top who, there would, first of all, there'd be more people at the top and there wouldn't be so many people at the top with such bad intentions because they were able to process everything that they were going through. Mm. You know what I mean? Some mm. other people, like they go through some bad shit in a moment, they're like, fuck it, I don't care, I gotta go to the goal. They'll block out some shit that they know is either illegal, Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> like, fuck it, gotta be a movie star. Gotta do what I gotta do. I'm like, yo, are you understanding the process of how you're getting here? Is this the way you want to get to your goal? Yeah, I, I think I was thinking about it differently. Um, I was thinking about my clients and mm -hmm. how they want to heal right now. They want mm -hmm. to think better thoughts right now. They yeah, want no. the anxiety <laughs> and anger to be that, gone don't that way. right now. And it's like, I gotta tell them, you know, healing is a process. It is. And you got to be able to appreciate what's going on through that process. Okay. Even the negative stuff. Mm -hmm. Again, you can try to find the lesson within those mm -hmm. those struggles. And and I'm a writer, so you have, you know, the big plot. 
mm-hmm. the big climax. But you also have subplot because mm-hmm. you gotta get there. Right. <laughs> you gotta get to. You gotta get there, mm-hmm. and you might as well try it's to like, enjoy the journey. You you need you need something to read before the big plot, right. before the big climax. Okay. You do. So it's like you need a little bit of stuff going on. Right. In order to appreciate the big stuff. <laughs> you know. It's facts of life. What kind um, of boring ass story would that be? Exactly. <laughs> and the story is your life, yo. The story is your life. So that being said, with my clients and anger, mm. when you have anger, it's either one or two things. One, you're not okay with what is happening. You're not okay with what is happening, so therefore you get angry about it. The second reason for anger is that it's a secondary emotion. Which is often the case. Yes. And the first emotion is usually pain, pain yep. hurt, mm-hmm. fear. Fear is a big one. Mm-hmm. And people don't like to sit with that. It's real hard. And experience those feelings. So either they're angry at themselves for feeling that way, they're angry and don't want to feel it. Or they get angry and lash out on somebody else so they're feeling something else. Mm-hmm. Hurt people. Hurt people. Saying it essential. Right? No truer words have ever been spoken. Mm-hmm. Jesus. So on the Positivity Spartans, they, um, they mentioned uh, a quote, and you probably have heard it before. It's the tale of the two wolves. An old Cherokee told his grandson, my son, there is a battle between two wolves inside us all. One is evil. It is anger, jealousy, greed, resentment, inferiority, lies, and ego. The other is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, humility, kindness, empathy, and truth. The boy thought about it and asked, Grandfather, which wolf wins? The old man quietly replied, the one you feed. Damn. <laughs> so think I've of, heard that before. Yeah, but yeah. Like, I think I've heard the shorter version yeah. where it's like one is evil, one is good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that one broke it down. Right, it did. It did. <laughs> um, and following that, uh, one of my favorite Buddha sayings, which I don't know if it's actually Buddha saying this, but you know they be trying to mix up quotes. It's fucking on the internet, all right. It says Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I think he actually did that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, so with those two sayings, <laughs> again. It's that power that you decide to give. Yeah, don't give it to them. Don't give them the satisfaction. And it's like, how is this anger helping me? You know, how is this negativity helping you? Because mm-hmm. really, you just hurt. You got to admit that. Yep. And that way, you can live your truth. Mm-hmm. So now, as we wrap up, 
I want to talk about your journey towards positivity. I know mine was definitely a journey, but since you're Mr. Positivity, <laughs> I don't know if yours is there a journey with you towards positivity. Shit. All right. <laughs> well, we gotta like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, this is the short version of this motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> so when I was little, Mr. Positivity, always trying to make people laugh. Um, I was like, I wouldn't say I was a class clown, but I was like. I was I was funny. I was pretty much funny throughout like my high school years. Whereas like you know, if you if you wanted to like make some jokes about some shit, like I was gonna go toe to toe with you, and it was gonna be some funny shit. But you know, all love at the end of the day. <laughs> um, then comes college. Shit gets a little more complicated. A lot more pretty ass women at Hampton University. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I get into a relationship. And going into this relationship, I thought I knew some things about myself, but I didn't know, you know, and a lot of stuff got shattered as I went on to grad school. And, uh, you know, a lot of new things happened, a lot of new experiences. I'm also learning so much about myself through my program. I don't know if you know this, anybody listening who's not a therapist, when you become a therapist, you have to... In really? grad school, though. In, in grad school. You learn so much <laughs> about yourself. You literally like have exponential to. growth in a short amount of time. Yeah. And the thing about and if you know about relationships, when one person is growing extremely fast or there's something happens that really shifts their perspective quickly from the other person and that other person is like not growing or is staying at that same place, it's really difficult for those two people to reconnect or connect at all, couple that with the long distance and all these other things, and psh, it was total disaster. <laughs> that um, combined with what was going on with Black Lives Matter and everything mm-hmm. else going on, yeah. the fact that I was at a, um, I was the only black male in my uh, program, mm-hmm. um, and I was trying to do this whole like grind out bullshit, like mm-hmm. oh yeah. Trying to be extra strong and like Yo, I got man. the shit doing I had the job on the side <laughs> and all know? this other shit. God. Working like working like about thirty sometimes thirty five hours like a week, like man. you know, not great. Not great for somebody in grad school. Shit, I had ten to twelve hour days, man. Like fuck. Working holidays and shit. Mm-hmm. Can't see family. Right. Mm-mm. So yeah, you know, trying to be extra strong, trying to be Mr. Like, oh, I got this shit. And nah, I ain't had that shit. <laughs> um, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I had to learn. That was one of the biggest lessons is like when when shit's not going right, don't hide that shit. Don't try to be too fucking strong about shit. Seek those who you know um, can for real have your back. And I still struggle with that shit because I, I just, that's just how I am. I don't, I am Mr. Positive. With that comes a lot of other shit that I ain't talking about. But it's, there's an assumption that like everything's good with you. Nobody really checks up on you because mm. you're already, you know, mm-hmm. your default is Mr. Positive. Mm-hmm. So with that also comes that unsaid pressure to not upset or rock the boat of other people who are usually using you as a beacon of light. Mm. That's deep. Um, but yeah, that's all that. Anyways, I through my journey, I got um, out of grad school 
uh, started working in uh, this spot in Brooklyn, uh, serving the community there, but I was seeing a lot of <laughs> white people. Um, a lot of staff was like, you know, just we didn't, it wasn't a good fit at all. Had to end that shit. And then I took a journey to Guyana. I really wanted to get in touch with my roots. Um, I met a lot of old family members. I met some family members who were in Cali during the 60s, marched with the Panthers. Mm. And I was like, yo, all this stuff was clicking. And I'm like, man, I feel like I need to go to Oakland. Mm -hmm. Um, Where I was at the time. Yes. And, you know, everything clicked when uh, I reconnected with my mom. We really talked a lot of shit out. We cried together and shit. There was this beautiful moments of me healing and accepting what was going on for me with someone I loved, you know? And that's what it was. That's what I was saying. Like, I was being, like, Mr. Too Strong, trying to hold on to everything. And I really needed to let all that shit go and accept that, you know, I was really hurt. And once I did that shit, I was able to be my true self and and reflect on those negative experiences and take from it something really good and let go of the hate. That was the other Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let go of any anger that I had, Mm -hmm. you know, and be able to look at it from her perspective. Mm. You know, my mom's perspective and my uh, ex's perspective. (laughs) Um, It helped, you know, and being able to reflect that back on somebody I love, that was good. That's Mm -hmm. what I needed at that time. Also, I needed to be away from all the fuck shit that was going on in this country. That's when Trump was getting elected and shit, uh, um, getting inaugurated and shit. And I was like, "Mm, fuck all that. I ain't trying to be around that. I was in fucking sunny Guyana. It was lovely. I got to connect with my family. Mm. After that, I come back. Boom. I'm I'm moving to Oakland. Fuck it. Let's go. (laughs) I'm out here. And then... Since then, I've been going in that same direction. You know, I've had slip-ups and everything else like that, like everybody. But I've been going in that positive direction and trying to learn from everything that comes at me, whether it be something negative, neutral, or positive. Trying to take the best aspects of whatever comes at me. And if I can continue doing this and continue helping others to do this, then, I mean, I feel like that is part of my life. That's mm-hmm. part of what I bring out. When I say I'm literally trying to be a light to the world, mm-hmm. is show other people that you can do this shit too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and perhaps it can make your life a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, not saying perfect because my shit damn sure ain't perfect. Y'all heard about how broke I am, <laughs> um, but like I said, even that is going through through the motions. That's part of my process. You know, I'm I'm blessed with so many other things, but you know, financially, you know, I ain't got like that yet. That's part of my journey. But I have accomplished so much other stuff. So it would be a shame if I just hyper-focused on that. and left in that negative. Right, you Mm -hmm. know, and and then didn't spread my light to other people. Mm -hmm. See how that would work? That would be fucked up. Mm -hmm. And then I I know for sure that through spreading my light, (laughs) that money about to come. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was my journey. Sorry, that took so goddamn long. No, you're good. <laughs> so we're definitely running over because I'm about to share my journey. I'm about to <laughs> so um, my journey towards positivity was like two ways. Um, I was very, very negative and like petty and just, just negative. And um, I fell out with some friends that I had my junior year of high school. But the summer before my senior year of high school. Um, two things happened. Michael Michael Jackson died, mm. 
And I also went to a two-week writing program um, at Brunel University in Georgia. Um, and this writing program um, was taught by professional writers. So I had a poetry class, a fiction class, and a journalism class. And mind you, it's a whole new city with all different people with not just writing. You know, they had drama, they had um, music, they had a medical part to it as well. So it's like different perspectives, people from different areas while I'm processing the death of Michael Jackson and like the legend that he was. Mm. And one song really meant a, a lot to me that summer and it was Man in the Mirror. Because I felt like in that song, he was looking at his flaws and deciding to shift that perspective. Like, I don't want to be like this. I want to heal. I want to grow. I want to be more positive. Mm. So I really started looking at myself. But <laughs> my senior year was very bumpy. Not only did I have a boyfriend who was terrible, but um, Damn. well, the the later the latter one because I had two boyfriends my senior year. The first one was good; he was a good guy. Second one, piece of shit. But anyways, um, so that happened, and <laughs> that was very emotionally up and down, deep. But um, and then my parents also got into it, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very happy that they're now happily divorced. They're cordial with each other now. But that was the start of. They need to be divorced. <laughs> so, and I went into college with that. Because they didn't get divorced till 2016. So mind you, I'm 2010. I'm like, my parents need to be divorced and didn't happen till 2016. So things at home weren't that dandy. <laughs> so I was, I was very much in the negative because I was in a lot of pain. I was in a lot of pain. And I drank to cope. I was hurting the people around me who I loved. And I was very much in that pain. And actually, the the reason I knew I was in the pain was because, mind you, I'm a writer. I've been writing since I was eight years old. In 2010, I stopped writing for two years. Mm. That's how much I knew I was in pain. The fact that, you know, beforehand, I could actually express my pain through my art, through my craft. But I was in that much pain that I could not write at all. Even if I tried, nothing would come out of me, creatively, so to speak. But uh, and in my senior year of college, Jesus, I went through a friend breakup and like a, mm. a romantic breakup. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like a continuous breakup. I technically broke up my sophomore year. But anyways, <laughs> like it was, I was in a whole, that was, that was the depression. That's really when the depression hit. That's what I'm saying. Like, romantic breakups are... Well, no. It was the combination of the romantic and the friend. The friend really hurt me mm-hmm. because... Everybody's the, connected. Those were the, the two times in my life that I was completely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I completely opened myself up. So when mm-hmm. they both rejected me, so to speak, that broke me. Right. And, like, I was already trying to piece together me with my family stuff. Right. So I was deep in my depression. And I called it my darkness. I definitely called it my darkness. Mm. And even though I was in the darkness and I could not see the light, I knew that it was there. And that's when I said in the beginning of the podcast that in that moment, I was like, I'm going through this shit for a reason. Mm -hmm. I will learn something out of it and I will come out on top Mm -hmm. because I could not just sit in that darkness, y'all. 
That shit was dark. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it gets, it gets. It gets. It dark. gets dark. And uh, I was like, yeah, there gotta be a reason. I gotta. I gotta feel whole. Like there's. I'ma come out of this darkness, even though I can't see the light. I don't know when it's gonna happen. I will come out. And I think it was October of my senior year of college. I was, you know, I my minor was English, so. Uh, Sonia Sanchez came to speak and perform at Hampton University. And uh, I wasn't even going to go. Like, you could go for extra credit. And I was like, fuck, it's early. I don't feel like going. Like, I'm going to just stay in a bed. But I was like, nah, let me go. And I went. And as a writer, she threw all of the rules out of the window. And she just did what she felt. And now, come to think of it, she was using, like, African culture within the poem like she was clicking and like calling out in the Hmm. midst of her poem so mind you she would be reading and then just holler out like not words but just holler you know you know that yeah and I was like holy fuck you can do this this way (laughs) (laughs) And, and I felt so connected and that just got me thinking about everything that shifted my entire perspective her light Yes, that I saw. Yes, I saw who she was in that moment, and mm-hmm. that. But it, but it, it. Not only I saw the light, but it also made me question everything. Because mm-hmm. I had grew up that I had to be a certain way and I had to do certain things, and then it was like, holy fuck, the way that I have felt my entire time that I thought that I could not be, I can. I can be who I am. Mm-hmm. She, her light gave me the permission to follow mine. Exactly. Fuck, I didn't make this realization until just now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yo, yo, and I and I rode that light. Mm-hmm. That's I why I love it. it. That's what I'm saying. I started touch so many other people. I started experiencing life. I got out of the fucking house. Started experiencing different cultures. Going to different events. I went to a powwow that year. I went to so many. I went to an international festival that year, and then I started traveling. My spring break, I, you know, because I went through friend breakups, like I didn't have anybody to go with. And I was like, am I going to let the spring break of my senior year be me at home with the family that's uh, having issues? No, no I'm going to travel. And I went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and that was okay. That was like for the little college experience, but not as much as Miami because I was by myself. But then I went to mm-hmm. St. Augustine, Florida, and that shit changed me. Like I was already riding the light. That shit just poof. Busted it wide open. Because it was such, like, y'all, Business St. Augustine, Florida. Like, it was such culturally rich. Like, they paid attention to the details of the architecture and the furniture. And they had a history museum. And I felt like I was getting in touch with the indigenous and going back to before the era of industrialization where people took their time with their craft. I felt others light even though I wasn't with anybody mm-hmm. I was surrounded by that light and I think nah I think I was already deciding to go to California at that point because I was like yo I'm just figuring out myself and I'm not secure in it I cannot go back to my parents with their issues to this Christianity Bible mm-hmm. belt like I need to I need to go towards this freedom. 
And it was the best choice I've ever made. I'm under like after this, you know what the fuck I'm gonna do? Who knows? Cause it's sunny and it's gonna feel good yeah. and I'm probably gonna be hot. <laughs> Ride towards the light. The light, man. And be the light. Be the light. Cause when you reach that light, it is all love, baby. You are just filled with joy and love and <sighs> peace. Peace, love, and happiness. Peace. Hey! <laughs> peace. Yo. Like in everything. Mind, body, spirit. Just peace within yourself. And then you tap into the universe and you feel that light. Yo. It's something special. And I wish that for everybody. But you gotta find yourself. You gotta learn who you are. You gotta admit your flaws to yourself. And be willing to change. Yeah, that's true. If you can do that, you can shift your perspective and change the way everything, like you said, mind, body, and spirit, how they all interact. Mm -hmm. And you can shift that and change it into a positive direction. Mm -hmm. And that's how you find your life. And again, it's a process. Like, even though I reached that light, when I moved to San Diego, I was going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, one, it was desert, so I didn't have the fresh water. I didn't Mm -hmm. have the the green trees everywhere that I did on the East Coast. I was also in a majority white town, going to majority white school in the midst of Black Lives Matter. Yeah, man, that really hit. That really, Jesus, grief, mourning, loss, that was going through it. That was pain, and I lost the light. I didn't even know... That I could be affected by right? shit like that. Because like we, we saw death on a regular basis. Right. Why would you not be affected? I'm worried if you weren't affected. I'm like, yo, this like really fucked my head up. Yeah, my heart too. Yeah. I, like it, I was going through it. Yeah. In the midst of that, still dealing with my parents and it getting worse. Mm. While working, while taking classes, while in practicum, treating other people. Right. <laughs> like, so I went to therapy. <laughs> and while I'm, I'm better, my parents are better, I'm better in Oakland, mm-hmm. I know I still have to process stuff, which is why I'm back in therapy. Because I know that pain and that emotional healing isn't done yet. It's a process. It's a process. And I know the light is there, and I'll get to it when I get to it. But I know the steps that I need to take in order to take care of my spirit to lead me up towards that light. Mm. It's a process. It's a journey towards the light. But once you are, it's a spiritual connection with yourself, with other people, and with the earth and the universe. Be the light, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to It's So Real. Sorry we went a little over, but we was just caught up in the, in the spirit you of know, it. You know, we was out here being <laughs> filled with light and positivity. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Definitely check out plenty of our other episodes. We have a variety of topics 
Um, this is, I think, the first time we did an episode about positivity. Mm-hmm. But uh, all things to come. We never run out of things to talk about. Of course not. This episode was inspired by Positivity Spartans, episode six, Detaching Your Negativity. Definitely check out them on Anchor. But don't forget to subscribe to us, SoundCloud, yes, SoundCloud baby. baby. <laughs> We're don't on Instagram, we're on click Facebook. That I T S S O U L R E A L. It's so real. With your girl, Rocky. And your boy, O. You all have a beautiful day. All right. Peace and love, positivity, and light. light. Peace.